Hello everyone and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Alice and Aletha. Al, how you doing? I am... You know, have you ever had one of those nights where you're just laying in bed and you can't fall asleep for God knows why, and you're tossing and turning, and just no matter what you do, you can't fall asleep? That Almost was every night, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, that was me last night. I have had no sleep since the night before, so I'm kind of in that, like, jittery moment, probably before a crash. So I'm doing good, but probably not for very much longer. <laughs> How are you doing? Well, I, I'm doing great. Uh, it sounds like we've got you at about half capacity for the show, <laughs> but we brought in some backup, a man always at 100% capacity, Zelda Universe's Alex Trevino. Alex, thank you for joining us. I have invaded the Zelda rival website. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But hello. And, um, but hello. They, they, they... For, for those of you that don't know, this is Alex's second appearance on the show yeah. in uh, just a couple weeks here. We, we did a couple... Uh, we did a couple of Guess That Zelda tunes over on Twitch, and Alex, like, just destroyed both of us. It, was, yeah. it wasn't it was even close, I, actually. I got lucky. <laughs> don't don't be modest. I, yeah, I don't, don't think modest. so. I think you're very good at just hearing one note, and then you're like, I got it. <laughs> when, when you listen to Zelda music, like, almost the entirety of your your life, you kind of, like, it, Zelda music is, like, ingrained into your brain at this point. Yeah. For sure. Well, he he certainly took us to uh, to task over on the Champions Cast Twitch channel. Um, that happened a few weeks ago, but actually, if you missed it, you will be able to hear that episode in uh, just a few short weeks here, as we as we gear up towards the Zelda Dungeon Marathon, uh, which is taking place starting July twenty first. Did I get that right, Al? No, it is July 24th. 24th. Yep. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I got to get my, my facts together here. Um, of course, Zelda Dungeon Marathon starting July 24th. You know the drill. We are going to be going through all of the Legend of Zelda games and raising money for charity. Um, unfortunately, just due to everything going on in the world, I won't be able to be there. But Allison will, and uh, she's going to she's gonna raise some money in the, in the name of charity in my name over there. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, that's Zelda Dungeon Twitch, and that is at uh, July 24th, so it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it'll awesome. be a lot of fun. Well, you guys, uh, you know, tons and tons and tons of, of different stuff going on in the world of The Legend of Zelda right now. Um, but we are here today to talk about maybe something that slipped under the radar and not a lot of other people are talking about, and that is the first wave of DLC for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And that first wave is Pulse of the Ancients. But before we get going on that, um, Alex, maybe, uh, you know, we, we haven't gotten a chance to hear just kind of what your what your thoughts on the latest Breath of the Wild 2 trailer were. Like, were you excited? Was it everything you were hoping for? Maybe just give us a quick rundown of, like, your, your reaction when <laughs> we finally got that trailer. My, my initial thought was, like, well, after, like, the teaser of, like, oh, creepy stuff happening underground like that's the thing we were all expecting which is like an underground you know experience with breath of the wild 2 but the minute they dropped like like literally dropped link into the sky i was like it's skyward sword 2 let's go baby <laughs> but yeah honestly i'm just even more intrigued about the game now like i need to know i need to know more information about this game like that that's kind of where i am right now i i 
I predicted back in February that because of how things were laid out for this year for Zelda, that Breath of the Wild 2 is probably going to be a 2022 game, and turns out, mm-hmm. turns out that yes, they're planning for a 2022 release, and it, it makes sense, because you have Skyward Sword coming out two weeks from where we are right now in this recording. Um, we yeah. still have more Age of Calamity DLC coming out in November, so like, and people were still very affirmative affirming that this this game is going to be a 2021 it, i uh, i honestly think it, it, at one point it was going to be a 2021 game but you know stuff in the world happened that, that which shall not be mentioned yeah <laughs> yeah but honestly i'm i'm looking forward to it it looks great i, I i'm excited to revisit that hyrule again and in disguise <laughs> sounds fun like yeah. like if if you don't want to play skyward sword because of you know the sky stuff well guess what you're gonna be in the sky for a little bit longer <laughs> thanks al Numa. i love it i love it uh and, and i hope everybody listening to this is planning on picking up skyward sword hd we're gonna have a ton of skyward sword hd content here on the show because that's one of my favorite zelda games but yeah i agree i was i was actually hoping that breath of the wild 2 or my my prediction was is that it would launch in march um but i feel like that maybe isn't feasible now because i feel like we would have got a little bit more from breath of the wild 2 like at least a subtitle if that was actually going to happen so yeah they they gave us like a little appetizer and and i wanted like a i wanted dinner you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) how about i guess we're gonna have to wait yeah it was an appetizer to metroid metroid was the dinner metroid was was filet mignon dinner that was (laughs) oh my god i'm still buzzing that was like seven star restaurant steak we got with metroid oh my god are you a Metroid fan, Alex? Uh, the only Metroid game I've mostly played was Other M, and people bash on that game, but like, like you know, Oof. you know, it, 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 yeah. it, 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 it's, it's the, it's the pinata that everyone in, in the community hits all the time. But honestly, I thought it was okay. <laughs> but I do need to play the other game. Not, not to get down a, a dark spiral here, but you know what? There, there are definitely certain things about Other M that are okay but then yeah there's, there's i i, I do get that aren't. i do get that i just went in blind I've, I've never heard of anyone that has only played other m though i gotta hand it to you i i want a few cases that that bought a few people who bought it when it came out and i was like oh hey it's metro on the wii i mean i, I know we had prime corruption <laughs> and the trilogy as well but i never played those i just saw them in, 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 in nintendo power magazines but i just never cared to buy them i just played other m <laughs> Well, you're you're doing one better than Allison. Allison has never played none of them. It's just I need she, I need I need will. to get a good gra- a good crisp crisp a good grasp on Metroid, and I I know people admire it so much as a 2D side scroller game, and I'm sure I'll find some enjoyment in it if, eventually once I get to uh, to playing Dread in October, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but I just need I just need to get more familiar with that type of gameplay because I just I'm just not really familiar with it. But yeah. Well, fair enough. You you never forget your first uh, 2D Metroidvania experience, sure. as my father always told me. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's quit talking Metroid. Let's quit talking Breath of the Wild two, and let's talk about Pulse of the Ancients, the first wave of DLC for Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Man, say that three times fast. Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, Pulse of the Ancients. Oof, that is a mouthful that is a mouthful of a and title. And a half. <laughs> Hyrule. So, uh, re- Hyrule Warriors, Age of ahead, Calamity, Pulse of the Ancients, Wave One DLC. 
Oh what, my is, God. what is Wave 2 called again? Uh, it's uh, re- re- something of remembrance. Wow, something just... Guardi- equally... Guardians of Remembrance. Yeah. yeah, something equally long and winded and weird. Very wordy, <laughs> yes. Uh, we're going to have a fun time but with yeah, that in November. We, but yeah, we, we will get to that eventually. Um, really quick, let's just take a, a, a roll call here and just see where we're at in the DLC. I will start off... Um, I have finished everything. I've got my skill tree done. I've got I've got all the extra uh, missions done. I've got all the upgrades done. The only thing left for me is that one level where uh, I think it's called like the final battle or something like that. You have to be every character has to be level ninety four or something like that. And my characters are not level ninety four, so I'm pretty much finished the DLC except for that one mission. Uh, how about you, Alex? Uh. I've played almost all DLC levels and everything. I've gotten the the uh, the 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 EX Royal Royal, Royal Ancient Tech Lab all completed. I just have two levels I think that are not done yet, and they all want me to be at like level ninety or above, or no eighty six, eighty six and above. Yeah, no, at least ninety one level is the highest. Oh God. I'm dreading it. <laughs> Yikes! But like Al. But like, sorry. But like, uh, at least like half my characters are like level eighty. But it's just, uh, it's just, it's just, it just, it just feels like a chore. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I can agree with that. So I have almost the entire uh tech lab complete. Um, I got all the major stuff. There's just one thing at the bottom, uh, that I haven't done yet because I need like fifteen of those cards or papers or whatever where you have to beat big bosses and right i you know i i love this game but let me tell you i get really sick of fighting these guys over and over and mm-hmm. over again mm-hmm. so i i yeah. wasn't feeling very motivated to finish that but i'm pretty sure i'm very close to being done with all the extra stuff as well like all the extra on the map stuff yep right um yeah, so, so we're all in about in and around the same area here. Um, so I figured we start off by by just kind of going over what the DLC introduced as like extra gameplay feature. And, and I think the the most uh, logical place to start is the skill tree idea or the, the tech lab as they call it, mm-hmm. uh, which I actually I think is a really cool idea and I wish would have been included in like the base game. And I wish it would have been a little like there would have been more options to like enhance some of your other weapons and stuff like that. So... I mean, this is, it's kind of like the same idea as just like the general like markers on the map where you can give materials to upgrade certain people's abilities, hearts, whatever, whatever. It just, to me, it's a lot cleaner than having all those like all over your map. Cause like one of the things for me when I'm playing Hyrule Warriors is like, it's, if you want to go and find like a particular level, um, it's really hard to find it because there's so much clutter on the map and like so many so many like levels and so many faces and, and upgrades and stuff like that. So I like that they took the the upgrades and just like kind of made it into its own skill tree um, idea. So I, I I thought that it was clean. I thought that it was I don't know like kind of fun. I guess it's something a little bit more fun at least for me about like the visual of progressing in a skill tree rather than just like random heads on a map. So I I like this idea even though it's not necessarily like groundbreaking or anything like that. If if you don't mind, I want to say something really really quick 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 about the uh the, this this the uh this the skill tree in this in this tech lab, because first thing I want to mention with, with like the, the whole Age of Calamity DLC like in the first place, um, 
So you know how like back in February when they first announced the expansion pass, they they gave you this whole giant outline of like what's available for wave one and wave two and the purchase bonus. Like with wave one, it tells you you get a new playable character, you get weapon types for Link and Zelda, you get new challenges, you get which is a skill tree, and you get uh, new enemies or rather new enemy variants, <laughs> and then you also get a difficulty level, which I am. I am staying away from. I do not want to do the highest mm. difficulty level. I barely want to make this even harder on myself. But anyway, but what's funny is like they tell you all this what's available, but they don't tell you about what you get in addition to all of that. Like there's like in this skill tree, um, they give you a lot of quality of life improvements that they just like don't even talk about in in like all the marketing. Like like for example, you get like an increased sensor for material drops. You get you you can like decrease the amount of ingredients for cooking. That is that's like not in the base game. That's insane. You can also um, let's see what else is on here. I'm, I'm checking. Out, I'm cheating. Uh, you, you have... I'll I'll tell you one thing that I freaked out about that was a bonus that I didn't know about was the apples, that you could buy apples. Oh, yeah, buy apples, yeah, too. Yeah, that, that was good. That, Except they were expensive. Yeah. <laughs> that Honestly, like, that makes playing the other levels a bit more easier on you, which is which is mm-hmm. a huge blessing. But, yeah, but yeah, runes are also upgraded. Mm-hmm. You also, like, the biggest part, too, you can increase your, your weapon stash. Like, you don't need Hestu's uh, mm-hmm. Korok seats anymore. Like, they just give you, like, 30 new uh weapon stashes which is a lot which is fair for for 20 bucks to be honest uh but yeah runes are upgraded and also the, the, there's a added skills for the the flail and faster cycle but yeah honestly it's just amazing like how they they secretly insert this stuff but not until you play the game and, and do the dlc stuff which is pretty honestly i if, if they if they had told you that right off the bat i'm pretty sure more people would be a bit more interested in the expansion pass because you wouldn't know mm-hmm. you wouldn't know this at all until you just bought it but yeah 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 totally um i don't know al do you have any any anything stick out to you about this skill tree probably the biggest uh you know gameplay upgrade of the dlc um I liked it. I liked that they used um, different materials, too, instead of, you know, just the materials that you could find in if you just went back and played a few levels from the original game. So I kind of liked that. I don't know what they were all called, but they were like Robbie stuff and Pura stuff and then these papers that you needed that had reports on them. So I thought that was cool right. because it matched the theme. Um, the, the lab also has a new song which is like a mix. Uh, I had to listen to it again off stream because I was streaming it the first time and couldn't hear it, but it's like a mix of the Tech Lab and Pira song and Robbie song. So it's interesting. It's fun. Um, I freaked out about the apples because apples in late game are definitely something that I struggle with um, just because I'm I'm a lot more reckless in the later game because I'm like, I'm higher level and I have better weapons and yada yada but i'm dying so (laughs) like the apples were pretty cool even though they were expensive and yeah there is a lot of like bonus stuff that you don't really realize that you're getting with this dlc but i think that's good Mm -hmm. because that makes it worth the money that you know that you pay for it so yeah it wasn't like 
it wasn't anything groundbreaking in my opinion, but it was fine. Like I know we have more coming, so I was like, this is this is totally okay. I I dig this. Yeah, it basically just just improves your your experience with the game just a bit more. Yeah. Um. So I I have two things that you've kind of touched on here that that I also want to follow up on before we talk about the the weapons and the characters here. Um. The first is uh. Let's start off with this. So this game notoriously did not do a very good job of telling you like you know making weapon fusing and anything like that um, understandable or streamlined and likewise for the dlc this game does not tell you at all what like monster ecology is or material supply or anything like that (laughs) there is no indication of what the hell that even is how you obtain it and then you know what what is needed for it so just a really bad job from the DLC of doing this, which is very frustrating because you need like several of these to finish the the skill tree. So I had to go and just Google like what the heck is monster ecology and like how do I obtain this? <laughs> and that that's frustrating because like you need so much and it would have taken like no time at all to to be able to explain that. And you know they they do that constantly over and over. Like there's um I think there's battle records. And I was just like, so I assumed, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I must get a record for every mission that I do. And that obviously is not the case. What what it actually is, is you get a battle record for every hundred enemies that you defeat. So it's just like, it's stuff like this that it's like, why like why don't you take the time to to tell players what it is you want them to do? Because it's, it's so frustrating, like, thinking that you're doing the right thing and then you know, you come back with no results. And like I said, you need a ton of these to upgrade all of your stuff in the later skill parts or the skill tree parts. So I, I just was once again, like shaking my head because it would be like such an easy thing to do such a, like just such an easy thing to do, you know, and like they don't do it. And, you know, uh, they did put in uh, a little weapon fusing 101 into the, the weapon system and even that, I feel like, was still not sufficient. It was still overly complicated and confusing. I tried to read it, and I was just like, I still don't understand this. So whatever, I'm just going to keep on fusing my weapons willy-nilly. But <laughs> yeah, that that stuck out to me as just another like another failing of the game. And it's, it's a confusing one, because it should be something that's so easy to do. Like, hey, we need you to go and beat, like, 100 enemies. And if you do, you'll get a battle record. Or if you if you beat this guardian, you'll get an ancient record or whatever. Like... It's it's such an easy thing, and yeah. the game just drops the ball. Hmm. So that stuck out to me a lot, and that leads into my second point. But I wanted to see if you guys had anything to add to that. Yeah, I I'm just very brain dead on the whole idea on how the weapon on the weapon fusing works. I'm like, I don't need this one. I can just fuse it with the stronger version, and cool. It sometimes gets an a a, a an, like a an extra bonus, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. attachment or whatever or, or feature or up or power power up but yeah i i just usually just just merge most of my weapons i don't use on onto my stronger uh versions of the weapon um so, sometimes i just keep them if i want to have something as, as, a, as an alternate use of like maybe like i use one weapon to like to uh to like gain more gain more xp or rupees or material drops like like at least those mm-hmm. explain like what their extra bonuses are what, what the weapons like uh, additional feature is but like honestly it's just it could be done a little bit better because i just don't 
and and the and the good thing too is like you don't need to know it which honestly is unfortunate because i feel like there's so much more they can do with it because i i beat i uh, yeah. I, I beat the i beat the whole game like like 100 percent pre-dlc just winging it with like the fusions and up upgrade and, and upgrading my uh, my weapons and my characters uh, levels so it's just like it's if it's strong yeah. cool and i can also use recipes to make my character stronger it's just surface level stuff that I just I just trust in, and I somehow just beat the game that way. <laughs> yeah, I I a hundred percent agree. And, like you can you can beat the game without ever mastering that system, and, which is unfortunate because you feel like you want to master it. Yeah, and 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 when when in doubt, just use the master sword. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I um I I don't know how the weapon system works, but I feel like I came up with my own system, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, my mains, they have level 25 weapons at the moment, and I'm pretty sure you can keep leveling them up. Um, you just have to, you have to, like, spend items to do that. But, um, yeah, I was just, like, depending on what my uh, character's level, weapon level was, I was like, okay, anything below 50 attack, I'm selling. Anything below, mm-hmm. for Mifa, 30 attack, I'm selling. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'm going to fuse the mm-hmm. rest of it. And and maybe I'll kind of play with them to see it would bonus happens but usually i didn't care too much about the bonus unless it was on my mains so yeah it was kind of like i just developed my own system which yeah you're right is disappointing because like i they could have explained it a little bit better so that i knew the system that they that it was meant to do instead of what i'm just doing um and then yeah i agree about the monster ecology thing as well because i couldn't figure out why i wasn't getting any more and I was reading the description of this description of them in the game, and it's so vague. It like the mm. ecology one is like, this is what you get for a violent battle. I'm like, okay, they're all violent. <laughs> like, <laughs> like right? can you be a little more specific? I eventually figured out that it's for the the bigger monsters, like the Hinox and whatever. But, um, and then the uh the battle record was like for many enemies. I'm like, well, how many enemies? Like, <laughs> yeah. So I. I agree with what you're saying, Andy, on that front. Like, why I, I don't even know big? where you read that. Um, Wait, where did you even read that? Well, you can look at your materials. So I went to where those were in my materials, and they all have a description. But it's very vague. Like, it's mm-hmm. not even any better than not reading it. Case in point, right there. Yeah. Um, Brutal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there are there are things that this date game could definitely improve on. But to be fair, um, I think this is just part of the genre of the game, too, because there was a lot in Hyrule Warriors in general that I didn't understand with the leveling up of the characters and their different, um, mm-hmm. like, their different trees that they have that I didn't understand. And I feel like if you know these games really well, like if you play the... Hyrule Warriors games, you kind of get that system. I'm sure, like, I'm sure I could have asked Locke. He, he's pretty in the know about the Hyrule Warriors games, so I'm sure he would have been able to tell me, but <laughs> I don't know much about these games, so... And I don't think a lot of Zelda fans really do. They're just like, ooh, a cool new Zelda spin-off game. Let me play this. This is awesome. But they don't really know the system, so I think they should have catered to that audience a little bit more. Right. Um... Well, that leads kind of into my second point here with all the monster ecology and battle records and stuff like that, where, listen, I, I know that this is a staple of this genre. I get that. I don't want to hear it from anybody. I know. 
But this DLC for me was like super, super grind heavy, like way more grind heavy than the base game. And kind of like you alluded to, I was like, oh my God, like I got to go fight another like three Hinoxes and some Lynels and stuff like that. Or like, I got to go and just like mash around like another like 700 enemies because I need more battle records. And like, um, it, I was just like, this is, uh, this is very like, I, I don't want to say repetitive because I think it was still fun, but like it was very grind heavy yeah. rather mm-hmm. than I, I was kind of expecting there to be more like X levels. Because I, I think that there's maybe, like, a dozen new missions that you get. And I was just like, man, that, that seems kind of small for the amount of... Or, like, that I was expecting. So, the, I, I did all those, except for the last one. But really, like, what you get for this DLC is the vicious monster battles, which give you um, just, you know, tougher enemies, basically, to, mm-hmm. to deal with. Which is, which is kind of cool, because they are very tough, and we'll talk a little bit more about them in a second. But it was also kind of similar in my mind to like the blood moon levels or whatever. Like it wasn't that far off where I was just like, this feels really new and really unique and like really, um, I don't know, like, like a selling feature of this DLC to me. So that was one thing that, that to me just like really stuck out was like just how much you were grinding over and over and over in this first half of the DLC. And like I said, I know that that's part of these games. Um, I know it's part of these, this genre but uh, to Allison's point, I think a lot of fans that bought this game aren't necessarily diehard warrior type genre fans. I think they're more Zelda fans that wanted this story. So it was it, it definitely wears you down a little bit, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys felt the same, but to me, I was just like, Oof, you know, after after I was finally done. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I I would say that the I I feel like the base game is more grindy than the DLC. Like, um, the DLC definitely has its moments, like that last one that I don't want to do. But I mean, I swear there were some levels in the base game where they needed twenty Hinox guts, and I'm like, oh my god, that means I have to fight so many Hinoxes because um, at one I don't know how to upgrade my weapon to get the drops correctly, and two. They don't drop them that much, so I have to go fight, like, 20 Hinoxes or more. So I felt like that was a little more frustrating, whereas this, you, like, kind of got cards for every new level, and I was... It wasn't until the end where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm out of cards, now what do I do? How do I get these? Like, I don't even know how I got these. So I feel like it's okay as a level of grinding, but, yeah, it it is, it is, it is a point where okay, you kind of gave us different variants of these uh, boss, mini-boss enemies, but really they're just the same. And yeah, kind of funny at first, but I don't want to fight them a million times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kind of the same boat, too. It's just like, it, it, it's, it's fun when there's a challenge, but when you're having to like redo the same couple, couple levels just for some reports... Or materials you need it's just like it just feels a little too repetitive from from my taste i mean i still find it fun and like especially if i try to, to try out different weapons but when there's nothing else to it it's just like i just want to get it done as fast as possible it's just the, it's not like it's exhausting it's just a little un, like not as fun as i was hoping it would be and that's how i feel about the, the wave one pack so far it's just it's right. just 
there's nothing much to it except for like the additional quality of life features and the new weapons and new enemies and and the one new character that's it <laughs> which i'll get to in a second which, which, we'll, I'll, we'll get which I'll get to in a second <laughs> i'll get to in a second well, i'm peeking a little bit uh, um, um but uh i i want to talk actually really quick just about vicious monsters monsters sure, for a second here sure. i uh i just want to throw out there that i was not expecting that the whiz robes and the chews would be the most vicious of the vicious right? monsters. I had no problem with anyone else, but my God, those guys were just like brutal, brutal. So bad. I hate the whiz robes so much. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I was trying to, cause I was streaming this. So I was trying to be um, somewhat entertaining and use different characters, but poor Mifa, she can't take on two chews at once. She she's not she's not strong enough. I'm sorry, but she's just not. So the giant chews were just destroying her, and I found after you know some trial and error, error uh, Zelda is the best character with her uh, light oh. bow. Oh my gosh! She's the best character for these uh, vicious monster battles. Big hard agree. Zelda hit like a truck. <laughs> yeah, she really does. Especially against those whiz robes. Like, those whiz robes, they're super grindy with everybody else, even Link. Um, but she she takes them out r not quickly. I wouldn't say that because they definitely, um, the weakness meter, they, they changed it so that it takes more hits, you know. But she can get it down right. just a little bit faster than everybody else, at least from my experience. Well, Definitely. I uh, I didn't use Zelda. I I actually I'm pretty sure I used Mifa for some of those levels. Mi so go me, I guess. Mifa is actually still really strong on her own. Like in in most in most circumstances, like because she can heal herself when she's doing her specials or something like that. I, mm -hmm. But like, yeah. boy, how can she hit really hard? Like she may be. She she's probably my second best character behind Link. Uh, like yeah, I go with the top four, which is Link, Impa, Zelda, and Mifa. Like they're all my strongest ones. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, well, let's, uh, I guess let's let's move on here and let's talk about some of the new weapons, something a little bit yes. more fun that this DLC introduced. Um, let's talk about the first one, the flail for for our man Link. So this is like, I don't even know how you describe it. It's, it's not really like a nunchuck, but it's kind of like uh, nunchuck-esque, I guess. It, the flail is a little bit like Breath of the Wild's variant of the hook shot in a way, but if, as a battle item. Or... A, a combination of the hook shot, but not like utilized in the same way as Ocarina of Time or the Wind Waker, or or Twilight Princess, but more like it, it's honestly more like the ball and chain to be honest. But it's a com combination of both, which honestly I think is really cool. Yeah, you know what? Or no? Yeah, no. I, that's that, that's a good comparison. Or, ball and chain plus the or no, the grapple or, hook from Wind Waker. Uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say the grappling hook. That's that's what I meant to say. The grappling hook, yeah. ball and chain. If they were like, if they had a baby, that's kind of what they are. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie, I I actually dug the flail, and I was a guy that like strictly used um, Link's sword, like basically Master Sword the entire game. But I kind of dug the the flail just because it was something a little bit new, a little bit different. I did think that the um, the ability to copy like people's weapons yes. was pretty cool. Like that's a pretty cool uh, gimmick to have. One thing that I did not like about the the flail though is you you get to to do in your combo right and you're you're, you're mashing y and then you like you press x a few times in there and there's one point where link like stops and then he like 
he charges a shot and you have to aim it with L and it's like oh. the worst attack ever and it kills all of your momentum especially if you're like trying to to break down somebody's like weak point gauge mm-hmm. it was it's the worst it's the worst it never hits for any damage ever and it's just like uh you know I I don't understand this game so I'm always just like mashing buttons so I don't know how to not do this so I was just like every time I did it, I was like oh god yeah. I understand what you're saying. It's the single X. So if you're if you just hit it the X once, um, a lot of the characters or weapons they just shoot something. So that's what that was. So basically, you reach the end of your combo and then you hit X and you did that. So that's what was happening, and I did it a lot too. I agree that that was pretty annoying. However, I have in my notes. I can't say this out loud. But I said it was effing dope. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I love this weapon. It's so cool. I uh, it's got like all these guardian pieces that just like whip out, and you you do some crazy stuff. You hook up on the ceiling to nothing because I don't know what's up there. But you swing around like Spider Man a couple times, and I'm like, I don't know what he's grabbing onto, but this is great. You lift metal boulders out of the freaking ground. And you do this, like, crisscrossy swinging thing. I can't explain half of these attacks, but they're so cool looking. And it's just, it's fast. It's, like, smooth. And the, like, finishing move on all the bosses, especially the uh, Guardian where you're basically ripping its head off, is just so cool looking. <laughs> so yeah, It's pretty cool. Yeah. I quickly gave up the Master Sword for the flail. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, it was great. Yeah, I've used the flail a lot over the Master Sword, the DLC. It's real. It's it's stupid fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. And, and funny, and also funny too about the about how it copies weapons. It took me a little while to figure out how to do that because I wasn't reading the the description of the weapon. <laughs> so I was like, how do? Because like in the lab, they they want you to copy twenty weapons. Like, how do I do that? So I, I was like. I was stuck for a while because I didn't know how to read <laughs> at the time. But, but, <laughs> but, but once I learned how to copy weapons, I was having a blast. I even played around with it. I went play, I went back into the to the, the story levels. I had Link use the flail against other enemies like or like unique enemies. Um, it's mm-hmm. super cool because I, I had Link copy Suga's weapon, which, the, which is the dual sword. And it worked. Uh, I, I, I mean, Link only gets one of the swords, but oh my god, just like, like stealing Suga's weapon is super, super fun. I tried yeah. ask, I tried Aster though, but it didn't work. Unfortunately, that doesn't work. I was like, dang yeah. it, that'd be so cool. <sighs> yeah, I, I, like I went the... back and go ahead, Al. I was just gonna say, I think the spear is my favorite with the flail. When you copy the spear, because he Ooh. like whips it out, and it's like this big long yeah. chain with the spear on the end, and it just it takes out several guys. It's very strong, and I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, Th- those copied weapons do mad damage. Like they hit hard. I actually, so I went back and um, I I think I was at about like 95, 96 completion for for the game, but I had like a couple missions that I hadn't been able to finish yet, and I think one of them was like the siege of fort hateno and, and another one was like was the one where you have to face all the blights and then mm-hmm. aster and then harbinger and then ganon and like there's no healing item so those were the two i had left and i got the flail and like i finally was able to beat those and get like 100 percent of the game nice. so yeah the flail i, I like the flail a lot it was it was a lot of fun yeah for sure that was a good... um, but but i dare say that it was not as fun as the master cycle. <laughs> I 
had a blast with this weapon. It was like, so if, if anybody listening to this remembers, I was a big fan of playing as Riju in Age of Calamity. And I feel like this was kind of similar to how Riju plays, where it's like fast, chaotic, um, just like a, a lot of fun to control. And you're on the motorcycle, which is like awesome. I loved that from Breath of the Wild. I thought that it was so great. So I loved uh, the master cycle just as a weapon. Um, had some cool variety. Used the headlights in a lot of different ways. Like when you're doing like the wheelies in the air, I thought was <laughs> was really fun. Um, and man, overdrive absolutely rocks. Like if you're in overdrive and you're mowing down enemies, like you hit them, they're done. Like they're dead. Like it's not like they it's not like they just go flying, but they're still alive. Like you have just like bam, ran them over. Like vehicular homicide, so it's it's awesome. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so I, I had a lot of fun with that. I will I will say that I I tried to use Zelda in a couple of vicious monster battles with the Master Cycle, and the Master Cycle is not meant for vicious monster battles. Yeah. At least not when I'm playing it. That it would it took forever. I used like six apples. It was it was just not a good scene. Yeah. But in terms of like. Like, if I needed um, battle records, I would just go to a stage with, like, a gajillion enemies. I'd get on that master cycle and, like, ride around and run people over. And before you know it, I had, like, 500 KOs. So I had a lot of fun with uh, with the master cycle. Allison, I feel like you probably did as well. I really did. It wasn't – it didn't move at all how I expected it to, but that was fine because I, I expected it to be clunky and weird i was kind of thinking it might be like epona from hyrule warriors which i never liked but i really wound up liking it i like all the sheikah stuff that comes out of it um uh there's like this moment where you're like spearing down enemies which is super cool um i i i agree that it's not so great with the vicious monster battles however i went to the vicious monster battles specifically for the perfect dodges because they're bigger and they're easier to dodge with the right. motorcycle. So I was like, okay, here's my easy 20 dodges. And I I had, I had, was fighting a guardian. And so it worked out really well. Um, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't the greatest for like the big guys. But yeah, it definitely mows down some little guys. Um, the different combos are super like clean and smooth. And it's fast. And, mm-hmm. and it's just awesome that Zelda's on it too. And I realized that I couldn't change Zelda's attire to her regular like blue tunic and her pants and her boots um i don't know why that was a thing but i was you finally are able to change her back with the motorcycle so i was like really appreciative of that because she looks great in her dress but i i I like her more in her regular outfit so um i I, I think it's weapon based isn't it like if you select the sheikah slate as a weapon she goes back she she, um no she'll be in the dress or you can choose the winter clothes I don't oh, know how it yeah. works. It was weird. Yeah. Um, in, in, case, so, in, yeah. In, in, in the event for, for Zelda's weapons, uh, she, she can be in any any outfit for, for any of her weapons, but she can't be in her dress on the on the Master Cycle because it's not <laughs> possible to wear a dress while on a motorcycle. <laughs> at least they like, were, were uh, accurate with, with, that, with that type of physics. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Um, But yeah, I just thought she looked like a total BA. And if you read the original Master Cycle description, um, the tech lab made it. And I know this is like we consider this its own bubble outside of Breath of the Wild. But Mm -hmm. the tech lab made it and Zelda like specifically said she was going to pilot it. So 
that made me like super curious how it really went down in Breath of the Wild, how the Master mm -hmm. Cycle was going to be used because we all thought it was Link's Divine Beast, quote unquote, yeah. but in this game right. it's Zelda's. So I just thought that was really kind of an interesting touch and um, maybe they share it. I don't know, but it was really cool. It's such a it's such a BA item for Zelda and it's it's great. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And I, yeah. I want to touch on on that on that topic too because you, you uh, do bring up an, an interesting um, like concept like like because it, it is made by the tech lab like in like this cycle because um, my 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 idea if it's not already confirmed or not but like it's it's my belief that like it's like a prototype or a replica of what the the, the master cycle is and 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 they say master cycle not master master cycle zero which is what link has in breath of the wild so my 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 belief is like this is probably like you know a prototype or a replica of an ancient divine beast within the uh, the, the shrine of resurrection which uh is possible um because 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 even then they they upgraded to make it look different in, in variants two and three because the, 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 the second one is a hawk looking one and the and the and the third one is like a bull or a, an ox, which I think is pretty cool looking. So, so they modify it too. So, I, it, and plus that, that kind of like uh, makes may make sense too because uh, Link also has the ancient armor set in in this DLC. It's it's more of a prototype as well. It's, it look because it, it looks completely different from the ancient armor from Breath of the Wild. So, I, I like I like to believe that like all of these designs are like you know pre-concepts pre of what we get in Breath of the Wild. But honestly, I think there's there, there should be some more depth to that. I think it's a pretty neat thing to talk about. Because maybe the Master Cycle was not meant for Link. Maybe it was for Zelda initially. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I had the same thought that it was weird that uh, Link wasn't the one with the Master Cycle and Zelda was. But, I mean, it kind of does make sense if you think about it in the fact of, like, Zelda's base weapon that you start off with is the Sheikah Slate and, like, you know the master cycle is part of the Sheikah slate, so I, I feel like it it can make a little That's bit of true. sense when you think about it like yeah. that. Well, also I think too because she didn't really have a whole lot of use with the, with the Sheikah slate in Breath of the Wild. She used it to to, to uh, take pictures a whole lot, but um, I, mm -hmm. I mean it's because of the eight guardian. It's because like anybody can use the Sheikah slate, but Zelda uses it mainly, so she has that ability because of the of the of the guardian that she. Oh spoilers! I don't. Want, I don't want to talk, talk about that. That 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 uh, we, that we, we can that, that the A guardian here. is able to allow her to do. Ha ha ha. BBG. <laughs> BBG, love you, BBG. You know what? Um, you touched on one thing that I I want to follow up on, and I'm hoping that this is something that's going to happen in Wave Two. But I I do wish that there was more costumes for people yeah. other than Link. Yeah, and so yeah. I, like I really do. You know, like like give us. And I don't know, like, it, it doesn't even have to be contained to, like, the Breath of the Wild yeah. world, necessarily. Like, give us Ocarina of Time, Zelda, or, like, give us another... I mean, there's so many different versions of Impa that oh, you could yeah. have, like... <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, I guess you can you can choose with the, the champions to have their, yeah. their champion tunic on or off yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. It, it might be fun if, like, you could have, like... Uh, a Darunia costume for Daruk or something, yeah, or you know what I mean, yeah. just something like that. But, you know, c color variants that'd be pretty awesome to have. Just like, just like something like Link has so many options in this game, and like, you know, nobody else oh. really does. So oh. I'm, I'm hoping that they add that. Oh my god! Okay, okay. after you said Darunia, I was like, oh my god, I would love to see Mipha somewhat colored as Princess Ruto 
or or or, yeah. or Bosa ha- or or Bosa have her ha- have a have a outfit that makes her look look like Naboru. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. my god, that would be so awesome! Yeah. I do that would give uh, give our man Rivaldi the medley costume. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I I, so I think I think he had more of a, of a quilt uh, color variant. To be, to That's be yeah, uh, that makes more sense. Yeah, dress him as medley. Yeah, and, and now oh my god, and you could have Hestu as uh, why am I blank? Macar. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh no! Precious. Give us more costumes in in wave I, two, please. I, I do. Nintendo. I do think the I do think the king should have his old man robes like as a as a default costume because he he does turn into he does turn into the old man during his specials or his uh his his gauge attacks. But like he needs to like have that as a as a permanent costume. Um, you can switch yeah. between. You can switch between them and do oh, I okay. well, keep the yeah. old man if you wanted to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I, know, that. I know that happens yep. at some point. Look at you go, Al. Yeah. Well, um, I only knew that because the old man's faster than King Rome, and he looks less stupid holding his axe <laughs> than King Rome does holding wow. his sword. So. <laughs> True. Wow. I do think at some point Zelda should get her her her, her ceremonial like outfit, like 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 not not the white dress, but like her 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 castle robes, because she looks really, those she those lo- are really cool. Yeah, because she wears it in the game at some point during cutscenes, but like she doesn't get to wear it in the battle, which she should. But yeah. Very cool. but yeah, so, but yeah, that'd be awesome. but yeah, more. You know what? Maybe, maybe that's what the vignettes is or something like that. Maybe like, I, I know that that's a weird word. That's a weird word, weird word for them to explain for Wave Two. But like, maybe the vignettes are like new outfits or whatever. I, that'd be awesome. But I don't think that that's the case. But we'll, we'll get to that anyway. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's wrap it up here with the uh, the big talk. Maybe not wrap it up, but let's let's end on on the big note here. The new playable character, which is the battle-tested guardian. Now, <sighs> I think I think that uh, so I, I have some thoughts on this, but um, it at least going into this, it seemed like the absolute worst kept secret ever that Pura and Robbie were going to be the next playable characters, and I kind of resigned myself to that, and I was like, you know what, that's not very exciting. But it could actually be kind of cool because, like, they could use a bunch of Guardian tech as their weaponry. And, like, maybe it'll be, you know, maybe it'll be kind of a a, a nice little addition before we get someone cooler in Wave 2. Which, I mean, to be honest, it looks like we're going to get Aster and Suga in Wave 2. But Mm -hmm. maybe not because we didn't get, uh, we didn't get Pure and Robbie in Wave 1. But, so I had kind of resigned myself to the fact that I was going to be playing as those two in this, uh, in the first wave of DLC. But instead... We got thrown a curveball, and we were playing as the battle-tested guardian. And my thought on the battle-tested guardian here is that he's kind of okay. Mm. He's okay. Mm. So I heard I heard somebody say, and I can't remember who said this, but I heard somebody say that he is the piranha plant <laughs> of the Age of Calamity <laughs> DLC, and I I could not believe how accurate that was. <laughs> Sorry. That's great. Like that that's exactly what he is. He's a random enemy that you can play as. Who's actually he doesn't control that bad, but it's just like what are you doing as a downloadable character? Uh, <laughs> you know, I actually you know what? I I thought that despite him moving incredibly slow, despite it not really making any sense and despite I don't know, d- despite having Terrico in the game already, so like he's kind of redundant. I thought that he was okay. He has like he has a nice special move where he locks on and like the the guardian beams. I feel like they hit pretty hard, 
he he was okay. I I didn't think that it was too bad. I've I've kind of seen the gambit over on Twitter. People just being like, this guy is the absolute worst, or like mm. he's really fun. But I I don't know. I I think with at the end of the day, on one hand, I was somewhat glad that we didn't get the predictable route of Purin Robbie. On the other hand, I think they would have probably been more fun to play as. Yeah. But I all of it all of it together, I feel like I'm just like you know what this is this is okay. I feel like okay about the battle tested guardian. Yeah. Um, Alex, what what do you think about this guy? I I remember watching the the trailer during e, the E three direct and just seeing a guardian confirmed as a playable character. I was just like, oh my god, this is just uh, I, I I was just like completely just out of it <laughs> to be because like because again I was I was expecting Robbie and Pora, but we just got one character and it was the generic guardian i know it's a battle tested guardian it's supposed to be the strongest and most unique guardian in 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 hyrule because of lore reasons but like i just don't care because like it's just it's just a guardian i mean it's a it's cool cool idea but spoilers you already have a guardian character as playable which is far better honestly to be honest (laughs) and and yeah and, and i okay i'll Full, full on spoiler, but like I just think Terrico is a much more be- better utilized guardian type character because we're attached to that little guy because we love him so much. We just want to protect him <laughs> because you know the game really hurt us in the heartstrings during that one point. I'm not gonna explain what that is, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, um, guardian's okay. I just don't care for it. I honestly want actual human, human, human humanoid slash people type characters that we that, that mm-hmm. we are familiar with like you know robbie Bora, astor suga uh maybe even harbinger ganon which honestly i would be much more down for um honestly i well I'll, I'll get into this part later but anyway uh but yeah it's uh it's just it, it, i was just like let down overall about the guardian well, Al, what uh, are you going to bury the Guardian too? What are, you, are we making this kind of three for three, or did you like the Guardian? No, I think I had better feelings about the Guardian than you guys did. Um, I will say that um, playing as the Guardian is is okay. Like his move sets are pretty slow, and I generally don't like playing as slow characters, so I don't see myself playing as much. But I will tell you this: I purposefully spent sixteen minutes fighting him. <coughs> to get him 16 okay Ooh. i think that his moves are so cool he has all these different things that he's tricking you with like he's smart you know you are moving to the side so when he's doing like his multiple laser attacks so he's like starting to shoot the sides and you're like oh well heck he's learning my moves and so he's doing all this craziness but what really got me like geeking out, I, I, I freaked out when this happened and I was so excited. I don't know if you guys ever do like the perfect parry or anything in this game, but I do. And you can play tennis like Ganon, Ganondorf tennis with this Guardian. I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I'm literally playing tennis with the Guardian's laser. It's so cool because you reflect it and he does this like head whip attack to reflect it back at you. I haven't been able to do it more than twice because for some reason my weapon starts going when I'm trying to do the third one. But I literally was just like 
dodging all of his attacks just so I could do the laser tennis. And I I was really excited about that. And, um, I feel like I would do that level over and over again just just for that fact. It was so cool, like such a nice throwback detail that, you know, is a staple of very many Zelda games, and I was super excited about it. So do I think the Guardian is a great character to play as? He's all right, and I think that people probably would like him. He He definitely feels like a tank. He moves like a tank, but... Fighting him, that level, especially the atmosphere too, being in the Forgotten Temple, which was new and pretty cool, um, was awesome. I really, really liked that. Like, that was probably my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have one thumbs up, one thumbs down, one thumbs in the middle here. That's that's not too bad for uh, for our pal, the Battle Test of Guardian, I don't think. No. Pretty much reflective of... Of the entire internet's reaction, I think, to the Battle Test of Guardian. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> so. it, it's about mixed, and I, I, and I think it's fine. It's not a terrible edition, it's just not what we were expecting. Um, so let me ask you guys this question, and you can be give me a, a rapid-fire answer here. What would have been more meh, or what, what would you have rather seen? The Battle Test of Guardian as a playable character, or Robbie slash Pura as a, as a, as a playable character? Um, I probably, I, I was also expecting Robbie and Pyrrha. I just thought it made the most sense. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, uh, extra level where they're in it, running alongside you, I was watching them carefully to see if they would fight, and they don't. So I don't nope. think they're going to be playable at all. Yeah, that, that, that concerns me a little bit, because honestly, Pora and Robbie might have got, gotten the flail or the cycle if they weren't g- given to Link or Zelda. Because honestly, I can see I can see Robbie like flailing things around like like a like a madman, and Pora just yeah, just, you know what? I just, totally just riding on a yeah. motorcycle. Like she'd be boss at that. But again, they, they were just given to to Link and Zelda because people like those characters. But like, eh, it's just whatever. Honestly, I I think at this point it's just gonna be Aster and Suga as the last few fighters, which is which is a little underwhelming because I feel like we, we we can get a lot more. I agree. I, I feel yeah. like that's very like anticlimactic if it's going to be Aster and, and Suga. But I, I do kind of feel like maybe there is some hope because I don't think anybody was expecting Battle Test of Guardian. And I think we were all expecting yeah. Robbie and, and Pura. So I'm hoping that they could maybe pull out a little surprise here because if if it was just Aster... That would be that would be pretty rough. I feel like because nobody likes Aster. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sorry, but he's just he's just kind of like generic bad guy, whatever. Yeah. So, but I I also do think in Wave Two that you'll see maybe a little bit of story. Um, I think that's what the vignettes are. So maybe maybe we'll we'll get a little bit more background reason to to care about Aster if he is going to be a playable character. Maybe maybe not, but. I don't know, like, I, I think that I, as much as I kind of gave a thumbs in the middle to the battle-tested Guardian, I think I am happy that he made it into the game rather than Pura and Robbie, strictly because, like, we were all expecting Pura and Robbie, and nobody was expecting the Guardian, and I feel like you gotta give some props for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes total yeah, sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, alright, so... I, I want to talk about just really, really quick what we ex- or what we're hoping for in Wave Two. But Alex, I do have a couple questions for sure. you that uh, that Allison and I have, have kind of talked about last week, and I just want your two cents on them. Um, so, really, uh, I guess really one question here. So, back before Age of Calamity came out, mm-hmm. 
and everybody was thinking that this was going to be, you know, a direct prequel as it was marketed as. Yeah, yeah. To Breath of the Wild. <laughs> uh, we we kind of like we kind of speculated that there might be some like a, a like a trailer or something that would uh, give you a little peek into Breath of the Wild too. And after the fact, we we kind of once we finished the game, the question became. Do we think the events of Age of Calamity are going to inform the events of Breath of the Wild 2, or does Age of Calamity kind of live in its own little bubble? So I'd be curious to see what your opinion of that is. As much as I really want there to be some continuity, I am a little cautious on thinking that it'll be relevant at all to Breath of the Wild 2. I do know that, okay, spoilers, we're going to to major spoiler territory, but because Sidon, Unobo, Teba, and Riju all retain memories from Age of Calamity as well as memories from Breath of the Wild when you canonically have helped them save their regions of Hyrule. They have that experience already coming coming into this new world and leaving at the end of the story. So if they're if they come back in Breath of the Wild 2, then by golly, I hope that they experience have like some like you know reference i I mean they could have some references but why would they need to because like the story may not even need it because we're in the sky i'm not even sure if any if anyone but uh, meadow and taba would be involved like who else (laughs) would they need (laughs) if anything i don't know because like those 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 are the only four characters that you know have any significant impact from this game because it's all because Age of Calamity is like all in one little bubble in a different timeline now, so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like, do you do you need them to explain anything? I mean, honestly, I think it's just going to be like, it's it's not going to be anything like you know extravagant unless it, unless it's important. Maybe like if Aster's like still involved somehow. I don't think he will. I, I don't think he is because he's probably dead. <laughs> he's probably dead by this point, hundred years later. Yeah. Um. May, uh. Maybe if like the the Yiga clan is back in some form, like Suga is now in charge, and he's because you know because Chica, Yiga are bad, are, are the bad Chica. So inherently they have longer life lifespans than than Hylians. So I imagine that Suga maybe still be around or something like that, and wants to take revenge on on master koga's death oh spoiler for, for breath of the wild <laughs> so i don't know um honestly i just think this is going to be all like mostly a link experience just like breath of the wild i don't want that that to be a thing because there's so much you can do making the story important because <sighs> honestly, honestly like my, my biggest my, my biggest concern now is like they better not throw zelda on the shelf again and not be used at all that's my biggest concern right now, <laughs> above anything else at the moment, because <laughs> they, they kind of just like throw her, throw her into a dark pit and like that's it. Yeah, she she's in another dark hole, so we'll see. I you know what I think that I so I think that the four new champions are yes. definitely I think they're all going to show up in Breath of the Wild yeah. too. But yeah, I, I, sorry, I I think that they are not like I don't think they're going to reference the events of Age of Calamity. No at no. all like i think that's its own little bubble unless something drastically changes in wave two wave two so, wave, I, you know, then, wave two i i want to predict it's like going to be a, a story thing like focusing on zelda but i don't know because like well let's let's just transition and, and just talk about really oh, quick yeah. and we'll end on sure. this 
what we want for wave two. Um, okay. And like what we're what we're hoping that brings. So Alex, take it take it away. Yeah. Um, please give us Aster or Suga as playable characters because they actually fight. <laughs> I don't want generic characters that or generic monster characters unless it's a Lionel. I'll, I'll play as a Lionel. <laughs> uh, That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. But um, I want I, I honestly, it'd be really cool if like we 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 get the we we uh, we get the, the 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 bad guy side of the story explained to us maybe if there's more in depth to it maybe they're hiding the information that we, that we that might be valuable to Breath of the Wild too but again that that's just that's just wishful thinking but I think overall I think this is going to be focused on Zelda maybe learn more about her side you know growing growing up in the castle I don't know honestly uh but because it because guarding the remembrance that sounds very mysterious so i'm like this this can go any way but because it has the word guardian i i honestly can't th- think of anybody but like someone in the hyrule uh family or something like that so yeah yep. but yeah and hopefully costumes that'd be great <laughs> definitely costumes al any any hopes for uh for wave two after what we experienced in wave one I think I just have a very strong feeling that they know what they're doing. They're they were like, okay, we're gonna have two waves. The first wave, it's just like Breath of the Wild. The first wave is gonna have more like game changes, make things challenging, you know, have some quality of life improvements. Like in Breath of the Wild, they had Master Mode, and then they had a way to help you find Koroks easier, more outfits and stuff like that. So. It makes sense, like, where we are now. So with the second wave in Breath of the Wild, you know, that was the story-driven wave. You got, you know, more of a quest with, like, a second story, which was cool. So I feel like that's going to be the same pattern. Um, I mean, I love Zelda, but I feel like everything that's a memory or whatever is about Zelda. So Mm -hmm. Breath of the Wild, both storylines were about Zelda. Age of Calamity, the storyline spelled Zelda. I mean, I am still waiting for the for the like the the champions to have like a more solid like story. I we've talked yeah. about this a while ago. Yeah. And it just feels like it just feels like they keep getting shunted to the side. And I love Zelda, but come on, I wanna know more about these characters. Yeah. Um, so I'm really hoping for that. I really don't know what we're going to get for an expanded roster because at this point, you know, we got that Guardian, so, and nobody was expecting that, so we'll just have to see. Um, new battle skills. Again, I'm not too sure what those are going to be. Maybe new uh, finishing moves. Probably new weapons. New, uh, yeah, weapons or new ways to use the runes or something. New combos. Something cool like that. Yeah. yeah. And then the newly added stages. So this, um, since we got... Sam, I got the uh, Forgotten Temple in this DLC. I can totally see us getting other areas. Like, maybe we'll get Lineru. the... Yeah, the Lineru, more Lineru stuff. Maybe we'll get um the mazes, because we didn't get anything in there. Oh, the maze, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I could yeah. totally see them dressing up the mazes to be used, um, um, and a bunch of other things uh, that could be used as well. Um that seem pretty easy actually. So I feel like they're going to focus on some other areas um, as far as the newly added stages will go. Yeah. Mazes would be really cool. That's a, that's a great idea. Like the one thing I want to, I want to know the most about 
wave too again it's just the big the 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 the, the, the uh, vignettes because like what does that mean like that's like the the most interesting word they choose to use for age of calamity's dlc pack like is it like you know artwork or like a new appearance is it like well, so I mean, the vi- the vignettes are going to be more cutscenes. Like that's that's what that is. So Maybe going to be more cutscenes of of someone. I I think that's you could take that to the bank. I hope so. I feel like you like, can... I want more story. I want so... more. I want more story content overall. Cause cause yeah. like, I, cause I like how in cause like okay, I was a little annoyed that this is not an actual prequel to Breath of the Wild, but because of how the game ends, I want to see what happens in this new world. I want to see a post story. That'd be really fun. And like, just have the characters like do th- more things together and like do more challenge challenges. It's like, like you, you have this new world, use it, please just use it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I, so I think, that. I, I think I'm kind of you know, in the middle of, of both of you. I, I don't know exactly I know what I don't want, and I know what I expect from from Wave Two. So, what I don't want is to play as Aster and Suga, because okay. I just think that the, that's like, uh, to me, it's just kind of like, eh, like you can see it coming from like a, a million miles away, sure. right? Like sure. it's just it feels so obvious that's what you're gonna do. So, like I was saying, like I do kind of like the idea that you got the Battle Tested Guardian out of nowhere, but I don't really like the Battle Tested Guardian as like, uh, as, as it pertains to the game, if that makes sense. I like the surprise, but I don't like the randomness of it so i don't know um i don't know if you don't play a suga and aster i don't know who you play imagine, as, if that makes sense. imagine if they just give us a kuko to play as a giant kuko, giant kuko. just like in higher that would act that would actually just rock. like in higher warriors i was like oh god so i i feel like i feel like you're gonna be like you're probably going to be playing an Aster and Suga, and if not, it's probably going to be like a random, like a Lionel or something like that, which would kind of be cool, but like also kind of the same feeling as the Battle Test of Guardian, where it's a little bit like, eh. So I I expect that we'll be playing as Aster specifically, and I expect that the new vignettes will be like cutscenes centered around Aster and maybe his backstory. That's what I think is going to happen. What I want to happen, I don't know. Maybe. I think in a, in a dream world, a dream world scenario, you have a a character, a new playable character that is relevant both to the story in Age of Calamity and Breath of the Wild 2. Now, this is like definitely reaching, but maybe this new character kind of bridges the gap between this alternate reality Age of Calamity and this world of Breath of the Wild 2 that we are, you know, presuming is is a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild 1. So maybe there's a way to all bring that back and tie it up. I feel like I'm reaching at this point. Yeah. And like, I think that age of calamity now is, it, it is kind of what it is and it's its own little bubble or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're probably just going to get Aster and he's probably going to, you know, be the playable character. And we're probably going to have vignettes centered around him. Um, you know, the new levels, I don't really care about. I, I just want like, man, I, I just want something like that's not Aster, but also isn't random as uh as the battle test of Guardian. So <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what that is. I don't know what that looks like. Um, but I, I, you know, I guess we'll see. We'll see in November. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, that is, uh, that is our review, I guess, if you will, of uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, Pulse of the Ancients. Uh, so I think overall, Wave 1, we can agree, pretty 
decent, but the, the real meat and potatoes is going to be in Wave 2, and I think that that was always going to be the case. So how disappointed can you really be? I think that it was solid for what it was. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. Um, okay, guys. Well, we are uh, we're gonna wrap it up here and get on out of here. Uh, Alex, thank you for for taking the time out of your schedule and, and chatting with us about Age of Calamity, man. It was great having you yeah. on. I, I appreciate y'all having me. It was fun. And here's uh, we will we'll definitely yeah, and, do this again yeah, soon. And here's hoping Wave Two is much more beefy with the content <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, let, <laughs> let's. Let's book it now. When when Wave Two comes out, uh, we need oh, we need you a po- on to, post, to give your two cents. Yeah, about a follow up, a follow up uh, talk about all of this. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, all right, well, all right. Yeah. Book it, book it now, Allison. Um, all right, guys. Well, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, of course, we want you to uh, head on over to Twitter, give us a follow. Uh, I am at Spateri three sixteen. Allison is at Allison Aletha, and Alex is at Trainer Trevino. Uh, and of course, we want you to head on over to Podbean, uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever. You get your podcast, like, and subscribe to the Champions Cast. And recommend us to that Zelda fan in your life. Tell them where they can get their weekly Zelda fix. That is going to do it. Uh, but we will see you guys back here next week. Take care.